listening to Real Talks Dominate Your Real Estate Business, a podcast for realtors. Every week, your host, Carly Bengals, sits down with experts in the real estate industry to discuss ways to become a more successful business owner. And I'd like to welcome uh, Coach Amy Lassen uh, to the show. Uh, good to see you, Amy. And we are going to be discussing, I'm just too busy to prospect, ah, scheduling. And while we try to come up with these topics in advance, you and I talked about this last week, I was actually talking to a coaching client an hour ago about this very subject. And we decided to monetize what he makes um, every day um, by doing his hour of power or what he loses every day by not. $1,500 a day. Wow. If you don't time block that hour. So anyway... Uh, I digress. Um, we hear from a lot of agents. I'm just too busy to prospect. Where do we start in helping to helping them overcome that mindset, frankly? Well, I, I don't know. I think you've said something really interesting to me. So now I just want to mess with it uh, because you said something about the value of that hour. And I think we all acknowledge it, right? And 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 so we look at what is the value of our time overall and where do we spend our time? Yeah. And most agents would rather do the assistant style work than the prospecting. But think about the teams or the, the really busy agents whose dream is to have someone else do their prospecting. And I've heard this, this is really controversial and maybe this is too much for, the, for our audience, but I've heard plenty of big teams and coaches strongly recommend hiring that person to do that for you. But I heard a very, very, very successful team leader say, why would you delegate the single most important thing in your business, which is talking to leads? So on the topic of ISAs, if you've been praying that somebody else would do your lead gen for you, uh, maybe that was a flash in the pan that dialing for dollars could be delegated. So anyway, that would be an interesting topic to say, where should your time go? And then really like outline the CEO, COO, CFO tasks. So. Yeah, no, I do think that's an interesting topic. And there is a real estate coach that you and I both know who recently retired from sales. And he, as an experiment, had hired somebody who was calling his fear and past clients. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't doing that to get out of calls. He was doing that so he could still call FISBOs and expireds because he thought he was the best at it. Interesting. And he thought his time. Now there might be some agents going, wait a minute. You know, right. I would much rather first of all, I don't want to make my calls. Sure. But if I do need to make my calls, I'm sure it's all going to be making them to my past clients oh, in fear, not yeah. not to expires and visbos, right? Yeah. I'm gonna run, you know, run for the hills before I call those people. But I thought it was an interesting strategy because this, you know, this person that he hired to make his calls, you know, it was basically you know, uh, hey, it's Amy Lassen calling from, you know, the Bengal group over here at Remax Allegiance. Charlie wanted me to reach out and see how things were going. You know, do you need right. a reference to a trade? Da, 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 da. Do you have any questions about real estate? Do you want to know your home's value? So I thought that was rather interesting. Is, but... this, is this person an analytical? Yes. Aha, that's why. So, so here's the thing, guys, and this is an awesome moment, and I wish I could see the faces of everyone listening. People say the conventional wisdom is you hire your opposite. Like if you hire an assistant, hire the opposite yeah. of you. No, 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 no. You always hire the person for the job, whatever the job is. And, and so this person is an analytical, and he feels like he is way better at cold calling than the average person. 
which he is. Yeah. Right? So he hired somebody way warmer and fuzzier than him to do the warm and fuzzy job. He hired someone for the job, that's all. So right. anybody listening, this is not saying every single one of us should delegate the client care of our own closest people. No, only the people who don't like people. Those are the ones who should right. do that. Very good. Uh, I'll, I'll have to tell you who this is when we're, when we're offline. And I don't think you'll be surprised. No, but um, I called it, didn't I? I yeah, can... oh, oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, okay. So the topic for the show today is I'm too busy to prospect, yes. right? So yep. we just want to address this because if you're too busy to prospect, then you're on your way to going out of business, right? right. It's like a fire sale. You're just going to, you know, do what you can with what you got. And eventually you won't have any clients. Yep. And that's just the way it is. Um, so, oh, you know, Charlie, I thought of something to add to our list though. I don't know where to put it. So I'm just going to say it now. Here's maybe one, but if you have a lot of listings and you put a lot of intention in marketing those listings, managing what is, which is one of my categories, mm -hmm. handling the stuff in front of you, which is your active listings could be an extraordinary way to do lead generation, by the way. Uh, but that could also be hired out. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So <clears throat> first things first, the re the question is, why do you, why are you so busy? Because you and I both know, Charlie, so many people say, oh, I'm swamped. I'm buried. How many do you have under contract? Two. Right. Uh, okay. Right. So <clears throat> first of all, you're not organized. Right. And, and I'm not trying to be um, unkind, but I want to open your eyes to the fact that if you would systematize your business a little bit better, I think the word is systemize. Um, if you would be more streamlined and have repeating processes, that would save you so much. Mm -hmm. So first thing we want to do is clean up and save time. And one of the best ways to do that is to set better expectations with buyers and sellers. Mm. One of the biggest time drains is having your buyer or seller call you in distress or email you at 11 at night or, you know, be frantically trying to reach you while you're trying to do something else. People say this to you and me all the time. I put it on my calendar. I was right. going to do my prospecting, but the phone blew up. Well, if you do a better job of setting expectations at the original listing appointment, at the initial buyer consultation, um, manage those expectations as you go, set, you know, set a really good timeline and continue to remind them of what's coming up, that really will help you to control your ability to focus on lead generation when you intended to. I like it. Good. Um, so working to create systems, we're setting the expectations with buyers and sellers about how things uh, are going to be working as we work together. What's next on your list? Delegate what you can. Okay. And for those so we'll more about that. Well, so if you're in the, and, and I'm a perfect example. So if you're in a situation where you find yourself, you're just on fire and somebody says, you know what you need? You need a really good fire plan. It's like too late. It's already on fire. Yeah. Right. So I get that. I get that you're busy right now. And this happened to me this last week. I have uh, taken on more coaching clients than I ever have in my career. And suddenly I have two listings and three buyers pants on fire. Mm -hmm. uh, so last night I finally pulled the trigger and hired a TC in the middle of the night. She got back to me and said, I'm on it. Now I had vetted this person before I had yeah. in the pipeline, but right. I didn't have any deals. I, I I'm a coach and a trainer and I do a yep. lot of other things. Um, so I am headed into Tony Robbins business mastery this week. That's 14 hour days. I mm -hmm. had to put something in place to have right. my back. So I delegated what I could. Right. Well, um, and I liked that this was planned. True. Right? It was like, you identified the person you vetted them. You're like, when, when I need this, this is yeah. who I'm going to, it yeah. wasn't, 
oh my gosh, I need this. Where do I start? Sure. So I, you know, I think those, I, I think those those out there that think I'm not quite there, I don't need one yet. Oh my goodness. Go through the process. So then you have these people identified. It's like, you know, you're going through the process and identifying the agents in the office that could be your showing agents when you need a showing agent. Instead of it's pants on fire, need a plan, you're already you're just implementing your plan basically. Yep. Right. But for those who have their pants on fire now and say, yeah, all very well and good. She thought ahead. I haven't. Mm -hmm. It's not as hard as you think maybe. It depends on your market. But believe me that TCs exist. And I'm not saying hire some person that you have to train to be your right. assistant. And, and this is, for some odd reason, a really big confusion. Um, there are professional transaction coordinators. It is what they do. Yep. And whenever I try to define this for my coaching clients, they'll say, yeah, 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 there's this one over at such and such brokerage. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not talking about someone else's staff member. Yep. Right? There are people who have a paperchasers.com or whatever. They have yep. their own business. Mm -hmm. Identify them. And if you don't know how, contact your favorite uh, title people, settlement people, and your favorite lenders and say, who do you see a volume of emails from that seems really on top of it? Because these people say, I am the TC for so-and-so. Right. So I would say start there. Start with your title and lending people and get some recommendations and put one of those in the pipeline. Um, the other thing is there are quick things that you can delegate. You can get a teenager to stuff envelopes for you, to drop things at doors. It's, it amazes me how much people continue to do these types of things themselves and feel helpless mm -hmm. when you could. Um, what you said about a showing agent. I've, I've been very happy to share that I have a showing agent at the office and he's so reliable and he's so fantastic. Well, there was a reason he was willing to work by the hour. He wasn't doing a very good job of ramping up his own business and mm -hmm. I contacted him the other day and guess what? He gave up his license. So now I want to use him for field services. Okay. Like super reliable guy. For yeah. what reason he doesn't have the confidence to grow a real estate business. Mm -hmm. He's really, really a good, sturdy, helpful person and I can pay him by the hour for all kinds of things. Yeah time to do. So I'd say be creative. And so delegate what you can. We're starting at the bottom here. Yep. Uh, ideally, we all have a, a TC online or uh, a full-time assistant, but yep. get what you can. Good. Um, what about time blocking? What about it? <laughs> Talk to me about that. You know, the. I feel like it just confuses people. So if I were to look at your schedule yeah. and let me take a step back. If you're a full-time agent, you're selling, you're, you know, you're not a coach. Yep. Um, should I not see prospecting in your calendar every day? Oh, of course. Okay. So yeah, it's funny that I feel like we're repeating ourselves and this is like the 20th time we've had this conversation. And so I'm wanting to address it differently, but no, we need to start from the beginning. Yeah. First things first, put it on your calendar. And the thing that I say to people who are struggling with their time blocking is I say, how about four days a week? How about it's, you know, nine to 10, four days a week and give yourself some grace. Or maybe you do it five days a week knowing that the one day that gets um, hijacked is okay. Mm -hmm. And, but, but what I often see is people who struggle to be committed to schedule, they try to over structure their calendar and then they fail really quickly. Right. Developing a calendar discipline takes time. So don't, don't shame yourself or, or give yourself a hard time if you, set an intention for one week and it goes sideways. Uh, so I recommend, yes, start with one thing and prospecting would be that one thing. I would say block that out and make it sacred and try it at least for a week and tell me how it went. You know, 
just be promise yourself, right? Promise yourself you'll hold it sacred. And you know, Charlie, I think talking about whether or not you're a coach is an interesting thing because <clears throat> I get to say this to my coaching clients eye to eye. I say, here's the thing. I would never cancel my coaching call with you because somebody asked to see a house right? ever. So I have something in my calendar that's so sacred, right? So what happens? What do I do? I have a plan, right? I absolutely have to. And I said, that the, I think the first thing that we can all do when someone calls and says, I have to see this house at nine o'clock while you meant to be prospecting. Mm -hmm. Most of us are so excited to get the come show me yep. call that we just say, okay. And the first thing is, oh, tell me what you like about that house. We always affirm, mm -hmm. right? Oh, that's great. How long you been looking for a house, right? Always affirm. Whether this is a cold lead or somebody you know, mm -hmm. and we can address the Zillow leads. But then we have to say, actually, I have an appointment at that time. Would 1030 work for you? They'll say yes. Right. So first thing we have to do is do our best to control it. Mm -hmm. and we mostly don't even try. If someone calls and says, I need this now, we don't even ask. And I've been shocked, Charlie, at the number of times I've said, sure, no problem. And then they change their mind because it was arbitrary. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. random, and yeah. then they're like, oh, wait, actually, can I do one o'clock? Yeah. I'm like, why didn't I say that? Right. So I would say first things first, try. Ask more questions and try really hard to hold it sacred for one week and see how it feels. Good. Okay. Um, what's next on your list? Plan your day the night before. No joke. You know, when we wake up in the whirlwind, right? You know, it's like, boy, I hope I get my shower and my coffee. You know, I think when you're that busy mm -hmm. and then you just, and you jump and, and, and you've got part of your to-do list written on a piece of paper and part of it is in some sort of electronic system and you're not really sure. And, and hopefully, and if you don't have this, you can look at our previous shows about systems, but hopefully you have a system for your under contracts, right? You have a way of tracking all your yep. deadlines, you know, that needs to be in place, but just the general to-do um, for example, for me, this, this week I have, I've already shared, I have a lot of real estate. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of coaching clients and now I'm going to be out of commission for 14 hours doing Tony Robbins. Right. So my to-do list is really granular. I've got time estimates. Um, I keep it up in front of me. <laughs> I keep pulling it up on my other screen. Really pretty much every half hour. I look at it again. Yeah. Every time I think of something, it goes on the list. I'm not trusting my memory. That's another thing. So the concept of planning your day the night before is you kind of dump it and then you know, oh yeah, okay, it'll wait till morning. Mm -hmm. And then your brain doesn't, you know, nag you or keep you awake with stress. Yeah, no, no, I like that. Um, what's next? I'm, get your, I'm gonna read this one out that I wrote. Get your paperwork and other admin work done in the evening. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, evening so, paperwork type stuff instead right, so of during I, the day when we could be prospecting. Right. So, and I said, if you have to, because I'm not asking all of us to live for our work, mm -hmm. right? To work ourselves to death. I'm not asking for that, but I will tell you that right now with the amount of pressure that I have on me and I'm choosing to call it pressure rather than stress, right? Mm -hmm. This is chosen. It's what my daughter calls my chosen suffering. Um, I've chosen this amount of work. And the amount of pressure that I've had has really got me being way more focused. It's like mm -hmm. done, next, done, next. So it's important to me that I get it done, even if I have to stay up half an hour later than I intended, which is not fun, but it's way better than waking up the next day, kind of pants on fire, not sure I'll be able to reach my client, facing a deadline. So that's what I would say is get your paperwork and other admin work done in the evening 
if you have to. Right. Good. Okay. Um, what else do you have for this topic? Well, we're on the topic of prospecting. So for me, hopefully you have a CRM and CRMs function in a very particular way. The good CRMs have automated reminders and there's all sorts of things and you can track every single individual contact. What is up with George? I'll get a reminder to call George every quarter. George's birthday's in there, things like mm-hmm. that. Right. What it doesn't do, and I haven't, if you, anybody finds one, put it in the comments. I have not found that any CRM will also create sort of a master overview report that looks kind of like a spreadsheet. Okay. I love to be able to sort out my A's and put them in a table. Just two buttons, that would be great. But I don't think it's a thing. So I recommend that you have your 100 top people on a spreadsheet. Keep them up in visual. Don't forget about John and Jean. Like, oh, dear heavens, how how have they slipped by my notice, right? Having people be top of mind, I think, really helps with prospecting. Good. Awesome. Um, I also have a note here, tracking of our pipeline. Yes. That can, I think, be really inspiring. Your pipeline is who's coming up. So this is less prospecting more than, this is something I differentiate with my coaching clients. You know, I'll ask and they'll say, oh, no, I'm totally on it. I, I Every day I call back those people who said they're listing next week. That's not prospecting. That's right. minding the pipeline, which yep. is great. And you need to do that. Yep. But so, so minding the pipeline is kind of step two. We are all guilty of saying, sure, that's awesome. Glad to hear you want to list next month. And then we don't mind that. Right, right. So for me, the pipeline is a visual and, and I went from having it be a Word doc to a spreadsheet. Um, and if I were in a, in a different office space, I'd probably have a whiteboard. Okay. But I have a spreadsheet that says who's coming up. Here are my opportunities. Here's what they said. Here's how soon I need to follow up. Now, I also have that in my CRM. So there's a ding, but I can't wait for the ding. I need to be able to see it and go, oh, yeah, that's my pipeline. I see. Okay, awesome. What other um, ideas do you have for the person that thinks that has this mindset that they're too busy to prospect? Just some hacks. Um, Schedule posts on social media when you have the time. You know, put a bunch of content together, schedule the delivery, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Schedule emails. If you think of something and you really want to reach out to someone and it's 1130 at night, you can go into Gmail in particular, or you can use Boomerang uh, if you need to assign something as an add-on to your outlook. Mm -hmm. And then say, please deliver this at eight oh one tomorrow morning. That way, you know that that and that drop. And by the way, these are touches, not so much conversations, but Mm -hmm. still, all of this needs to get done. Um, Also, video text. I've shared so many times. Hey, you know, do a video text if you're if you're in a hurry. You can do ten of those, and absolutely, you get engagement. It's amazing how people will engage with you. Um, Handwritten notes and calls from the road. It's better to just you know, spin your contact list and call somebody and say, how yep. are you in traffic light? Then not call at all. Right. Right. I like that. Uh, good. Any other last minute hacks or ideas on this topic for today? Always. We offer you a lot more ideas than you can implement quickly and easily. Right. We're trying to be a, yep. a full source of ideas. So I want to encourage everyone listening to take one or two ideas from what we shared and promise yourself that you'll implement them. Um, Changing habits absolutely takes time. So give yourself some sort of a seven day sprint, you know, say for seven days, I'm going to do my best. So I'm going to track my outcomes and then I'm going to recommit in seven days. I think we shame ourselves for, I tried that it didn't work. And then Mm -hmm. that says something about us. And what you need to recognize is there's nothing wrong with you habits take time to change. So you have to believe that the outcome is worth the commitment, right? Think of it like 
going to the gym, right? Do your curls and don't give up. It's, it's a lifetime. You don't really get to get in shape and then stop. That's not a thing. You have to do the work the rest of your life. Thanks for listening to Real Talks Dominate Your Real Estate Business.